Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Yeah, it's always a challenge when you're playing a great player, um, no matter what position he is, but especially at safety, just because there's so much um, freedom. You know, you can roam around and kind of go wherever before the snap, and then they eventually got to get to their spot, but it can it can mess with you a little bit as a quarterback. So I think that's just something that you know he's going to do, and you see it on film, and um, you're prepared for that. But you always have tips on things, and they're doing their best to take away all those and change them up every game, but we're doing our best to figure them out. That is Trevor Lawrence, uh, mostly talking about Jamal Adams. Bert Martino here at Spring Sports Brewery in Springfield. Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz along here on a Thursday as well on ESPN 690. Hey, real quick thought. I read something today on Jamal Adams. I think it was, uh, uh, who is that? Is that Barnhart on, uh, Bill Barnhart on ESPN? That kind of stated that Jamal Adams isn't, isn't really playing that good. Uh, I know he's a dynamic player, but it's, not that he's been a big difference maker for them, Austin. Yeah. Does that surprise you? Um, it, it does a little bit because the guy can do a lot of things. But when you don't, you know, when it's just a safety and the kind of the secondary is leaving you out to dry a little bit, like that doesn't really surprise me that much. Like, yeah, Jalen Ramsey's a fantastic cornerback. It's a definitely different position. But, like, he's also surrounded by some great talent, too, on defense. And they haven't really lived those expectations this year. But, like, I think Jamal Adams is, is, is a great player on a, a pretty bad defense right now. Yeah, it's tough to do that, right? When you got 11 guys, it's tough to be a really great player on a bad defense and, and show out. Mm -hmm. um, now, some can do it from some positions, but uh, a lot of communication in that back end to be able to do it. Hey, let's bring in Morton Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs right now. I think he's on his way to St. Simons Island. Danny Warfel's uh, Desire Cup, uh, Desire Street Ministries is an unbelievable thing that uh, Danny Warfel started years ago, uh, really back in the New Orleans area. And uh, obviously the legendary Florida Gator uh, QB has had this event at TBC Sawgrass in the past. I'm assuming you guys are at Sea Island or are you somewhere else, uh, Martin Buckley? What's up, man? Yeah, we're up here in Sea Island. Um, they wanted to have it back at Sawgrass, but uh, this time of year they overseed. So, um, you know, a lot of the people wanted to play the stadium course there. No offense to the Valley, but we're up here in Sea Island uh, playing the, uh, the uh, course you and I played years ago up here. Yeah, that course is actually one of my favorite courses in the land uh it's a Agreed. great place so and they've got a couple courses there now too at least maybe two if not even a third uh up yeah, that way so go ahead yeah we're playing the uh sea course but what's the other one the lodge uh plantation i think plantation that's what it is yep yeah that's what i'm here i'm here to help you and your golf game out quite Great. frankly martin buckley thank you uh you know we call martin buckley <laughs> from palm beach autographs america's guest I uh, call him three different times a week, and he's either at a concert uh, with somebody or playing golf somewhere. Uh, but here, you're on ESPN 690 to help us. I want to know the value of some of these guys in, in this Florida-Georgia game over the years. Warfel comes to mind in the memorabilia business. Herschel Walker, does he lead the way? Like, is Herschel Walker, like, out of all the greats, 
Uh, is he the number one, uh, I guess, Tebow, right? Uh, I guess yep. Emmett Smith. Um, who am I leaving out? Like, am I, is, is that like, if I had to pick three then, would it be Tebow, Herschel Walker, Emmett Smith? Um, so a good way to do it, I think, is if you said three on the Gator side, it'd be the Heisman Trophy winners. So it'd be Tebow, Warfel, and Spurrier. Um, Emmett, Emmett too, but, um, you know, that was kind of before, like, Florida's rise. He played three years. Like, a lot of the old school Gator fans love Emmett. But a lot of the newer guys are more, you know, Timmy and Danny, and then Steve has such a legacy there. Not that Emmett doesn't, but, you know, it's different. The field's named yeah, after yeah. him and all. And then on the Georgia side, I would say Herschel, um, Coach Dooley, and then you know who sells a lot, like who's really popular, is uh, Aaron Murray. Hmm. That's interesting. Aaron Murray's really popular. David Green a little bit, not as much. Um like uh, uh, Herschel, or excuse me, um, Heinz Ward a little bit, but it's funny. A lot of the new school people, kind of like what I was saying about uh, Emmett, like a lot of times people will see the um, the uh, Heinz Ward stuff and they'll say, he went to Georgia? They, like, don't even know. Yeah, wow. I would see that. What about Terrell Davis or something? Uh, Terrell Davis a little bit. Um, I think I think a lot of the ladies like uh, Aaron Murray, so he crosses over from Georgia fans <laughs> into the lady fans too. Martin, uh, how uh, how big would a guy like um you know, like Julio Jones be? Yeah, good call. Because I mean, you know, obviously playing f for the Falcons as well. Well, Julio's wait, Julio, he was a uh, he was uh, Bama. No, right? AJ. Oh, 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 no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm thinking AJ Green. Hello, yeah, a AJ Green. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. AJ. AJ sells pretty good. He sells all right. Um, it's really funny with with college players. What we like. No matter the school, it seems like the Heisman Trophy winners and the legendary coaches always kind of lead the way. And then, believe it or not, like sometimes even the really, really good NFL players, if they didn't have like a huge, giant, massive mark, they sell, but not as quick as you think they would, if that hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it does like, make sense. You know, Trevor, Trevor had the national championship, but no Heisman. So his Clemson stuff sells pretty good, but not amazing like it doesn't fly like a heisman trophy winner stuff would hmm. so you got to be in that club really right i mean you got to be in an exclusive club whether it's in the nfl maybe a super bowl that matters uh heisman trophy matters in the college game and then uh, obviously if you're you're just this huge athlete anyway um that that really transcends then maybe you also go so it's very it's fascinating from that how about the plays like the big plays in this series you know that munson would call for yeah. georgia uh, you oh, know, yeah. you, you name it. <laughs> why you got to? Why you got to bring up old stuff? Why you got to talk yeah. about old stuff? Uh, Belden the teal. You know, you you name. Can, well, do you have that? Uh, will those yeah. plays be signed? Um, run Lindsey, run. You know, all. You, run you know, Lindsey, I mean, run. We yeah, we, we're actually gonna we're gonna get Lindsey Scott to sign a stack of Run Lindsey, run photos. You know, it's him going down the sideline, and it's it's a great. It's moments always sell because people. You've either grew up, remember watching it, and we've talked about this before, um, you know, whether it's Dwight Parks, the catch, um, the shot heard yeah. around the world, shoot, even with the World Series up, Sid Bream's slide. We sell so many of those photos because everyone remembers it and they can hear it. So, yeah, absolutely. Run, Lindsay Run's probably the most famous, I would say. Um, there's a good image we have of Tebow breaking Herschel's uh, rushing record uh, for okay. touchdowns. Um, that one sells pretty well as, as well. How about the timeouts or, I mean, the rush on the field by Georgia? You know, we've never done anything like that, but that would be okay. 
Yeah, I should get Coach Coach Rick to say that. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I uh, I told um, I told I told Irvin Meyer. I said that um, that following year, that's when Meyer used up his two timeouts. Remember that? Yeah. He had all the timeouts, and I said, you know, after the after the national championships and the SECs, of course, I said my favorite moment in Florida Georgia ri- rivalry history was you burning those timeouts after they ran on the field. And he stopped signing, and he looked at me, and he said, I only wish I had more. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brought it up yesterday at his news conference, of course, as his favorite moment. But, I mean, I do wonder. Oh, like, that's even, awesome. I love hearing yeah, that. Yeah, so, I mean, he still had, you know, he kind of gave that look. Like, oh, yeah, I kind of do wish I had more. He didn't say it but like that to you, <laughs> like he did to you. But you almost wonder, and I don't know, I don't remember like a – right when I got here, by the way, that was my first year of covering Florida, Georgia was the timeouts because the previous year had been the the rush on the field. And so, uh, and by the way, think about some of the players in those games, right? Tebow, Stafford, uh, Noshawn Moreno, A.J. Green, you know, all the great Gators. I mean, really just loaded, loaded with good players, of course. Um, And and Urban was coaching the Florida side of things. But I wonder if you could, if you ever do a signing of, you know, down the road with urban i mean could you take would it have value to have a, a picture of him in a timeout and him signing that 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 year that those timeouts even though it's not even a play really <laughs> oh absolutely that would be a great idea you know i mean if you if you could get a you know a photo of him flashing the timeout thing especially the second one because if i remember i think he had like a little smirk on his face after he he dropped the second one and then you had him you know put uh, like you know sign it and then put time out time out and then the score of the game people love that stuff people go crazy for like anything different separates yourself from the pack kind of you know they've seen all the signed helmets and footballs that's a pretty good idea man i might have to cut you in on that give you a couple percentage <laughs> points <laughs> a couple <laughs> martin when we tune into the game saturday you know i mean florida that they probably got some first round talent obviously and you look at georgia and a guy i'll be watching a lot we've been talking about is jordan davis from a perspective of what you do, you know, in terms of how valuable an autograph or a jersey could be, you know, Jordan Davis, obviously, he's, he's a giant amongst men, but, like, he plays a position going forward in the NFL that's not the sexiest position, right? He's like a nose tackle. Do you think just kind of his story, how dominant he is, would something like a, a Jordan Davis autograph or jersey, is that going to sell right away, or does he have to kind of play into that in the NFL? Yep. You, you always ask good questions, man. You answered your own question. That was amazing. That's exactly right, Austin. Okay. Like, he's, he's an absolute stud, but that position, you know, people for wall space, right, they're not going to probably throw up a, a jersey of his. Now, if he gets, like, an iconic, you know, play or has a, you know, just an amazing hit or there's a, a great image, people might do that. But that position outside, you know, like I think we talked about it, you know, quarterbacks receivers running backs Mm -hmm. those kind of glam positions those even the first round overall guys they they sell but in a very very small little space there's not like you know it's not like gangbusters like the other guys we mentioned martin this is casey um i just wanted to ask you with obviously the ip graphers have been able to do college athletes as they are currently in college for as long as that's been you guys have had not necessarily been able to do signings with them Spencer Rattler obviously does the national. How does that change what you'll be able to do moving forward with current college athletes? Yeah, man, it's um, that's uh, it's been really cool. It, it was a very funny feeling early on, you know, um, because forever we haven't been able to do those autograph signings. And 
Um, I can now say that the last week I've been working at a deal to do a signing with Anthony Richardson. It's totally on the up and up. Everything's fine. The university knows. Uh, he has representation that handles it. It's uh, kind of a nice feeling to, you know, just be able to reach out and say, hey, we're interested in doing a few hundred pieces. And like you said, you know, some of the in-person guys can go out and, you know, throw, throw a couple bucks at some guys and get some things done. But, um, you know, we're excited for it. We're excited to have uh, Richardson be our first guy. We think he's going to be, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with in the future. So uh, it's definitely a game changer, though. Martin Buckley with us from Palm Beach Autographs. Brett Martino, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, uh, Florida-Georgia game, about 48 hours away, less than that now. Uh, I want to ask you a World Series question coming up in a moment, but just to follow up on that, uh, I was look. I think I was watching Real Sports the other day, and they did like an NIL story. You know, JT Daniels has an NIL deal. Might have several of them, but he has one like with Zaxby's up there in, nice. uh, in the area. Yeah, so he gets like, I think part of the story was, I think he gets $500 a month to use at Zaxby's and my guess is he takes my my guess he takes a lot of the offensive linemen out like the question was like is that enough does that go how does that go far he's like well it depends who you bring out (laughs) my guess is if he takes Jordan Davis out that probably lasts about an hour (laughs) Uh, but that shows you kind of where the world is right now J.C. Daniels who by the way hasn't even been playing the last couple weeks but see I think it also begs the question though Brent of what will these NIL agreements look like going forward for quarterbacks because you you saw the Clemson quarterback I'm not going to pronounce his name because I'm going to butcher it I don't want to do DJ. that. DJ, yeah. But you see DJ, like, I mean, he gets, you know, some of the biggest endorsements ever. I mean, he's, he's in, like, the Nissan commercial, and he's not playing, you know, up to par. Spencer Rattler's another guy who made a lot of money and, you know, hasn't really been producing and essentially got benched. Uh, I really wonder what it, what it looks like now because the quarterback's a sexy position. I get all of that, but companies don't want to invest all this money in you if you're not going to be playing. You know what it is, Austin, I think, and, and Martin, you can jump in on this, but I think it's a little bit, from a college athlete standpoint, to, to Austin's point, I think it's a, a little bit like NASCAR. Like, if you put, you know, you're banking on that guy getting a victory lane or crashing out, <laughs> so you get a lot of attention, you I know? Guess, I mean, yeah. and, and I'm not saying you want the quarterback to crash out, but what, you, what my point is, you don't really know. Like, you don't, you're not buying into a known thing. Uh, it's, it's a yeah. risky deal, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we've seen it. With the two guys you mentioned, uh, you know, King obviously got a bunch of deals. The kid down from Miami, yeah. like he's done for the year, right? Yeah, uh, I think he's done yeah, for the so, year, yeah. Yeah, but again, remember when we first talked about this, the people that are still crushing it are the are primarily the females that are really dominating social media. True. So, you know, Austin makes a great point. That quarterback position, it sure, it sure is sexy. Um, Casey made a great point. Spencer Rattler was at the National, and he was charging – well, he wasn't charging, but his, the promoter was getting $125 an autograph. Guess how much Barry Sanders was charging for an autograph at the same show? <laughs> oh, man. $125. Wow. Same so price. You get Spencer – yeah, same price. Wow. I mean – By the way, half yeah. the kids there, half the people there that are paying 125 probably had never even heard of Barry Sanders. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, who's that guy? That's a crazy who's world. That right. guy? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I hope you have fun up there at Danny Warfel's event, uh, Desire Street Ministries. T- check it out, and, and uh, he does a fantastic job. But before I let you go, we got the Braves, uh, obviously some regional attention. Got the Astros, 1-1 uh, in the World Series. Who over the next week? Is there a player that can really raise the value of memorabilia, or will it be a potential player? 
play, like we've talked about, Sid Bream or uh, Shot Heard Around the World, something like that, uh, that, that gets the most dollars down the road. Uh, it, could Altuve, could Correa, could one of them? The Jacques Peterson pro necklaces. <laughs> Maybe Jacques yeah. Peterson. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like, that's the thing. If, if something, if there's a, if there's a monumental home run, a monumental play, um, anything crazy like that, or if somebody just has a, you know, absolute dominant performance and finishes out the series and has just some crazy four-game stretch and an amazing MVP performance, you'll see a big elevation. I mean, honestly, I'm pulling for the Braves because of the regional side of it. Braves fans are fired up. It's been a long time. You know, Astros fans are – I think this is good for baseball that the Astros are there because it might kind of put to rest the um, scandal that they went through a little bit, not entirely, but, you know, they kind of did this one on their own merit. But uh, from a business standpoint, it would definitely be better for the Braves to win in a hot market for sure. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I would suspect that. I think a guy like Freddie Freeman, I don't know if he does much in the memorabilia market, but obviously oh, he's yeah. beloved and he's a big-time guy. Um, but, you know, you just brought something up. See, like, Eddie Rosario's been unbelievable. Like, he, he's put up incredible numbers. I just think if he continues to do it, and he's named the ALCS MVP, I'm sorry, the NLCS MVP and the World Series MVP, does his value really skyrocket? Are people going to be buying Eddie Rosario things, or does it have to be a guy like Freeman that is a big name that then goes on a tier, wins the uh, MVP of the World Series, and then his value really goes up. It'll, yes. So it, it'll sell initially, like in the hot market, but then it'll slow right down. But, you know, Freddie almost kind of has like that chipper quality to him yeah. where it'll, it'll like kind of send him to the next level. He's already, fans love him, but like it could just elevate his price so much more. But whoever wins the MVP and whoever, whichever team wins the, um, World Series is the 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 key players are going to get probably deals from fanatics right out of the gate, and they're gonna their stuff's going to be uh, a lot of money. It's just it doesn't matter what sport in that hot market, they're going to thrive and go gangbusters on the MVP and then the the players that contributed, you know, the starters primarily uh, for team signed items. I don't know why I love this stuff so much, but every time I have, we, we keep you longer than I was planning on keeping you. We love talking to you, Martin Buckley, from Palm Beach Autographs. But then I come up with, like, more and more questions. Like, I'm very inquisitive about this stuff. So I've got one last one to end it, and I promise. Yeah. You make, you make me I got think. Time, I got time for one more, Brent. I got time for one more. <laughs> you, make, you make me think. What is the most popular memorabilia sport, if you had to categorize it by sport? Is it? So baseball say, because of the romanticism. Yeah, I, yep, I'd say baseball as because of that. Right now, though, the hottest right now is probably, believe it or not, basketball hmm. because of the international market that comes into play. Hmm. And so that's why we're seeing this massive, uh, you know, huge prices on Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, um, uh, every, everybody, all the international players. If their stuff sells like crazy. Um, but baseball, because of the longevity, and I think of maybe a, you know, um, at least here in America, um, like you said, romanticism is a good word for it. But believe it or not, right now the really, really hot prices in cards and memorabilia is, uh, I mean, for instance, not that long ago we were selling Jordan jerseys for, you know, $5,000 framed up. They're fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 now. He's alive well in Jupiter, Florida. Wow. How about that? Uh, that's great stuff. Hey, uh, Martin Buckley, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the weekend. Hope the family's doing well. Thanks for jumping in for a few. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good one.
All right, that's Martin Buckley from Palm Beach Autographs. You know who digs this conversation? Not just me, Austin Lane. I know you like it, too. Yeah. Uh, Casey. Yeah. Casey loves this kind of conversation. Casey knows this world a bit. Yeah, and, and he's spot on, by the way, with the uh, – obviously, it's his job. But uh, the World <laughs> Series MVP stuff, he's right on. Hot right off the market. When Boston won uh, the last time, I had quite a few Steve Pierce World Series balls that were gone pretty quick because he really – Yeah. Dang. Yeah, because he did. Yeah, he was, he had a, and I had never even heard of Steve Pierce before that that year. <laughs> exactly. So not not that I need to echo what he what Martin said, but he's spot on with that for All sure. Right, so so you've chased autographs uh, for a while in in the college years too. Mm-hmm. Give me a guy. You're probably not old enough, but. Um, is there a guy that you got early on that all of a sudden has taken off? Like, did you get Altuve, say, when nobody knew who Altuve was yeah. or something like that? Is there one that comes to mind like that? Well, I mean, if I mean, we can go with Altuve. The first year he got called up when he was a rookie, yeah, he signed a lot of the Trop. And and, and nobody which, knew yeah. who he was, right? And nobody knew, like, and now you, you take a look at Altuve, and he's rewritten the history books in postseason baseball. Yeah, I mean, and it's always one of those things where you wish you would known because, I mean, we could have got a lot more Altuve than we did, but... Um, <laughs> No, he signed a lot when uh, they the first came to the drop. Yeah, yeah that's you can say that about a lot of things, but <laughs> yeah, Altuve is a good example. Correa is another example. Um, honestly, it's ironic, but a lot of those Astros guys, because um, they were spring training in Kissimmee for a bit, and then they yeah. had minors here, and Bregman, uh, Correa, Altuve, Springer, who's not with them anymore, but... We uh, we have gotten our we as in the other autographers that I know we've gotten our fair share of those guys. Uh, yeah, well, when they were before they got big. And that's cool. And by the way, I bet there are a lot of Braves like this too because they rebuilt that Braves system. Um, I don't know about a lot, but there might be a couple of them like that. And and listen, if you're the Astro, the Astros now their names are littered all over the record books. You can hate them as much as you want, but their run over the last five years is unbelievable. And so that whole group. Uh, now has set like they're in the conversation like top five and home runs and games played and this and that and so uh, I would suspect that if you have anything it's probably got some uh, value to it I'm just in oh, shock of how much Michael Jordan's still selling for man it That's is ama- insane. by the way did that did that surprise you the basketball is so hot right now the the industry itself is hot right now uh, yeah. a- anyway which is that is the thing that just boggles my mind Mm-hmm. is that I used to do this when I was 12 years old and ride to the store and go get Ken Griffey Jr. card and pack some baseball cards. And I just, it's kind of like wrestling in that sense to me, Austin, where, like, I didn't think wrestling would still be big while I'm in my mid-40s. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. Think collecting baseball cards with all the technology and everything else would still be a big thing, or at least memorabilia, mm-hmm. this big. And it, mm-hmm. it seems like it's hit a whole new level. Casey tells us all about it all the time. Yeah, it's it's insane. Casey, what do, what do you think of the Larry Bird jersey goes for these days? Maybe <laughs> three, three, like, like two for 20? Two for 20? I think two you for know, 20. You should Christmas probably jump special. on that. If there's a Christmas <laughs> special going on. I would jump on those if you can get them two, two for 20. 20. Yeah, about two uh, for yeah. 20. Especially, uh, yeah, it might even be less after Tim Duncan was uh, voted ahead of him. Yeah, I don't like Green's going <laughs> to anything anyway. It's probably two for 20. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a break. We come back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Florida State has a huge game this weekend against Clemson. Could this be a program change around kind of win if the Knowles could get it? Even if Clemson isn't, well, the Clemson of the last six or seven years. We'll go FSU report. We come back. We're live at Spring Sports Brewery here in Springfield. It's Florida Georgia week here in Jacksonville. Jags are going to Seattle. We have Jaguars all access tonight at 7 o'clock live on Fox 30. Shaq Griffin will join us from here at Strings each and every Thursday as well. So. 
Come on by. Say hello. We'll be back on ESPN 690. You know, last year's situation was so unique in itself, and I mean, there's a lot of emotion. Uh, I mean, when you when you prepare for a game, and you know, it's you know, both sides. I mean, we everybody wanted to play the game, and uh, you know, there's emotional comments that, that, that get made and, and all of that. But, I mean, uh, you know, everybody's passionate about what we do. And it's one of the reasons I mean, his passion uh, that he has for his program and his players, I mean, that, that shows up evident. That's why they've had the success that they've had. Um, you know, my passion for the, for this program and the, and the people that are, that are uh, you, know, you know, in it and around it, are, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got that too. So, uh, you know, it's, that was one of those things that, um, you know, it was, it was a unique situation, but yeah, it's not, nothing that ever you know, carries over. That's Mike Norvell, Florida State uh, football coach, feeling pretty good about his squad right now, coming off an easy win over UMass, which is the way it should be. Uh, at least they didn't have to struggle through that one. Uh, by the way, last week, Casey said 35 and a half, I think it was. I don't know who took it. I didn't. Um, oh, I took the overall. Uh, yeah. I took that all day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you didn't get credit for it, though, so good for you. Well, yeah, but you brought it up, so there you go. Yeah, uh, if, Brent, if you lose, don't bring it up, man. I don't mind bringing it up. I mean, listen, I, I'm going to tell you when I win. And I don't mind sucking it up when I lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll see when you start losing some of these Thursdays. Yeah. Next thing you know, we'll I just lost blow Thursday, right through. And I'm doing pretty well in the golf. You get one. The other winner. thing on Friday, mm -hmm. eh. We'll see. Uh, all right, hey. This is a big one, I think, for Florida State. I, I mean, it doesn't have to, it's not like defining, but it can be a real big game, uh, potentially. For the Knowles, Brent Martin here at String Sports Brewery every Thursday. We've got Jaguars All Access coming up live on Fox 30 at 7 or come on out. Uh, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz back in the Action Sports Shack studios. And listen, Clemson isn't Clemson. We know that. Uh, that's fine. They, 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 I think outside of one game, I think it was like South Carolina State, I, I, they haven't scored over 21 points, I don't believe. Mm -hmm. uh, they are really struggling on the offensive end. And you mentioned the QB. He's, he's struggled. So... But Florida State's won three in a row. They started 0-4. It's like the first ACC team to ever do that <laughs> is to lose four in a row to start the year and then win three in a row. Uh, but they have opportunities. We talked about this last week on this show on Thursday. If you could pick one, would it be beating the Gators? Most people said yes. Clemson or Miami, if you could pick one out of those three to win out of these last handful of games, what would you take? And I'm not so sure that this one isn't more important than the rest. Because Clemson has been Clemson. Clemson might not be Clemson right now. But this at least says to your guys, to the recruiting world, that you beat Clemson. And I think that carries some weight. I think it has some value. Can they get it done? How big would it be if they did get it done, Austin? Um, it would be huge. Um, it would be a precedent. Because, like you said, Clemson is not Clemson this year. But you look at the history of Clemson the past couple of years, and then they have been, you know, prestigious. They, they have been one of the best teams in college football, and that name still carries a lot of weight. So from a recruiting standpoint, I still think, you know, the Florida Gator game's a little bigger. But, I mean, in terms of the ACC, it's as big as it gets for Florida State, and especially from a team that started so abysmal to start off the season and now a team that's kind of found a little bit of a rhythm. I mean, I feel like they're, they're hitting their stride at the right time to take on a Clemson team. So expectations, I think, should be uh, a pretty close ball game here. Yeah, you know <laughs> you know how Tebow that year got the, the old promise and he got all that credit for that speech and they turned it around and they ended up winning it? Uh, this is not on the same level, but I'm not sure anybody's talking about Mike Norvell pounding the podium enough. I mean, ever since he slammed the True. podium, you know, I think it was like on a Monday of uh, the week where they, they won their first game, 
um, whoever that was now a few weeks ago, and they haven't lost since. So it, it might not be Tebow and the promise, but it was a moment that really since then it's kind of turned things around, and it was as stern as we've seen Mike Norvell, at least talking to the media. Uh, Casey, take it away with the Florida State report, but Clemson, FSU, Saturday on ESPN 690. Should be a fun one. Yeah, that coverage will start right after we get done um, on the game day live show from 10.30 to 1.30. 1.30 will pick up Florida State coverage. We're going to talk about the points that you referenced, Brent, but the first thing we're going to do is not jump over what we heard Mike Norvell say at the top of this block, and that was it. You, it's easy to forget what happened last year with Clemson and Florida State where Clemson showed up and then they didn't play the football game um, because of COVID issues and there was miscommunications. And you almost forget that happened because it was so long ago. Mike Norvell, you heard him just say that there's no bad blood there, but let's be honest. Dabo doesn't forget that. You know how Dabo <laughs> is. Mike Norvell's not going to forget that. So I think that's part of this game, um, and we'll see how that plays in. But, yes, 59-3, to three in a row for FSU. Um, kind of incredibly, they scored 59 points. They only threw the football 15 times, and most of those were Chubba Purdy, which was good to see him get action. Five different guys ran for touchdowns for FSU. That'd be Jay Sean Corbin, Jordan Travis, Treshawn Ward, DJ Williams, and Lawrence Toffelli. Uh, by the way, he's a freshman from the 727, otherwise known as St. Pete, Florida, so shout out to that. Yeah, um, you hear that a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> n- nine total team sacks for FSU. Um, I know it's UMass, but still. And then I put, but it was UMass. So anyway, that's the point of the story. That's what happened last week. And now you go on to Clemson, who is coming off a 27-17 to 17 loss to Pitt. And Brent, to your point, they Clemson has only scored 20-plus points in two of their seven games, and one of them was against a um, non, uh, a team that could never have beat Clemson, let's just say. So they are not scoring points. However, their defense is elite. They allow 123.1 yards on the ground this season. FSU, however, runs for 229. So that's the whole game right there. FSU is going to want to run the football as much as possible. Clemson's going to have to stop them. Clemson also wants to run the football. They do it at 147.9 yards a game. FSU allows right under 160. So I imagine going to be a lot of running the football. So if that's your kind of thing, you definitely want to tune in. And if it's not your thing, you still should tune in because the game is on ESPN 690. The thing is, with FSU, you have beaten them this year by throwing the football. Can Clemson do that? And I would agree with you that they probably cannot. So this game in particular, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't know Mike Norvell's entire story. This is the biggest game of his career. And I say that because you're Florida State. You started out, and people thought you were back after you almost beat Notre Dame. Things go horribly wrong. Jacksonville State, we get it. There's still questions on Mike Norvell. If you go to Clemson and win this game, it will do wonders. People will stop doubting you. It doesn't matter how good or bad Clemson is this year. This is a huge game for Mike Norvell. Um, I think it's a statement game. You win this game, and things are just different. I'll put it that way. Um, Me and Austin were talking about this in the commercial. The line on most places is FSU plus nine and a half. How in the world, if you are getting nine and a half points and Clemson has only scored 20 points twice and you're getting half of that before, like today, the game's still a couple days away and you're getting half of what they're going to score, how do you not? If there's anybody listening, how do you not? You're a fool if you don't bet plus nine, plus nine and a half. (laughs) 
If I'm wrong, I'll own it. I'll play it as a rejoiner. You'll hear this next Thursday. Mm -hmm. But come on. Clemson 0-7 against the spread this year. I repeat, Clemson 0-7 against the spread this year. Wow. That's incredible. So, yeah. um, That's how I feel about that. Here's the thing. Well, here's the thing about that, though. This is where I question Florida State still. Do they have the... You know, I told you this way earlier in the season that when they came to UNF, you looked at them coming off the bus, what we'd say, just on that field, and you're like, man, that is not Florida State. Like, that is, they can't stack up to the Clemsons of the world, the the, the Georgias of the world, the Alabamas of the world. The, and, and there are a lot of teams that can't, by the way, but they're definitely in the can't category. And so I do still wonder, and I understand now you, you could, like, Pitt is better off than, than Florida State. I mean, they've proven that this year. They've actually proven it over the last couple of years. So I just, I'm not convinced that Florida State can get this done. Now, nine and a half seems like a lot. I just don't know if they have the horses. Um, I mean, it's a team that lost to Jacksonville State. I mean, they were in that game. They lost to Jacksonville State to, to lose it the way they did. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know that they are here yet. And that's why what you say is this is the biggest game for Norvell. I don't think if they lose, it hurts Norvell that much. I think if they win, it could be extraordinary for Norvell. Keep in mind, they beat UNC team that was, I think, fifth in the country last year. So this, uh, you know, wouldn't necessarily be their best win, although I think it would be a better win than that. Uh, and and the, that didn't turn things around just because they beat the fifth best team in the country. I think beating Clemson, the name, as you say it, and, and the fact that you know they still have horses at Clemson. They might not be as good. They, their offense might be struggling. The quarterback's not playing well. But you know they can still get off the bus with the best of them because that's how Dabo recruits. I think that all those things are why it would mean a lot. But I also can kind of see why they might be nine-and-a-half-point dogs, quite frankly, on the road. Let me ask you this. So you just cited Jacksonville State, which is fair. But you can't sit here and tell me that's the same team because I could throw back at you what happened to the Jags in week one. And you're yeah, going to tell no, me they're a completely fair. different team. So I think Florida State has learned some things. Um, that podium that Mike Norvell beat the crap out of um, taught his team some things. And I think this is a whole different football team. And um, it might not be the biggest game of his career, but I think it's a pretty huge one because, to your exact point you just made, North Carolina, so what, they were the number five. That's not the name recognition. This is football. You beat Clemson. That goes down as a win over Clemson. You've got something here. Um I think nine and a half is a given, and I think they can win this game. Um, but I guess we're just going to have to find out. And whoever runs the football is going to win this game. That's pretty obvious. So we'll see if it's FSU. We'll see if it's Clemson. And you can see it, or you can hear it, on ESPN 690. Cover starts at 1.30. The game is at 3.30. Now is the FSU report sponsored by Bono's Pit Barbecue and Willie Jewel's Old School Barbecue. Yeah, that's a good point, by the way. I, I would say this. The only, I was thinking back. I was like, okay, has, the, has 40, um, Florida State in these – even in losses, what do they look like? And is there anybody that gets off the bus even close to Clemson? And the answer to that would probably be Notre Dame in the opener. You know, I mean, Notre Dame has been in that kind of conversation over the last handful of years. And so they have a team that can compete, you know, from a body and bus standpoint, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, Florida State just hasn't had that. I mean, they've lost that in their recruiting wars. They've the, the attrition, the everything else. So, um but to that point, they lost by three to Notre Dame. And, and, and I'll tell you this, Clemson's not even close to how good Notre Dame is. It doesn't feel that way uh, at the very least. Hey, I got a, uh, we had a question, guys, when we had Martin Buckley on. And we sh- I totally, this is bad interviewing skills here, but didn't even ask him about the Tom Brady 600 touchdown ball. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, so I asked him, because asked, somebody on Twitter said, ask him about it, and I didn't see it until we had already said goodbye. Um, but so I texted Martin uh, from Palm Beach Autographs, and he said, you know, the price out there is that that ball will be worth a half a million dollars. Mm. But he said, I think it might be more like 750 to a million. He said, I think there are, uh, uh, let's see. He said, I think there are 20 NHL players with 600 goals, nine baseball players with 600 home runs, uh, and we've seen those balls go for millions. Uh-huh. One 600-touchdown ball made it into the stands, he says. That's crazy. He said, that dude should have never let it leave his hands. Mm. How about that? Isn't that pretty wild? So, I mean, that's that's it. I didn't think of it in the context of 600 club in other sports. And uh, that ball could be worth, ooh, baby, a lot of money. I wonder if Tom Brady will ever sell it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like he needs more money? Hey, by the way, here's the question. What will be worth more in 20 years? The ball or the Bitcoin that Brady gave the guy that got it? The Bitcoin. Really? One the extra. It's already like 60 grand or something. He, he, he got one Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is that worth? 60, 60 right now. Okay. But, I mean, in, in my thought in that would be one extra game for the rest of time and who knows how much longer. There might be a second extra game. I'm not, like, I feel like somebody else will do 600 touchdowns. I don't know, man. Did you see the list that he's doubled up? Like, Joe Montana had like 280 touchdowns. No, I'm 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 with you. I just if I'm a betting person, I'd bet that another one of those comes in existence and Bitcoin keeps going up. That would be my mm. thought process. I on think that. I'd take the football there, Austin. Man, I'm looking right now. Uh, I just don't know if Bitcoin's gonna get like a Bitcoin like it still will go up a little. I'm just not sure it's gonna go up like ten times its value from here. World's a crazy place, Brent. I mean who kn- you I know, hope who Ethereum really does knows. though. That's you know, who I mean I hope Ethereum M two and Sheba, do. Sheba. 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 <laughs> is it Sheba? <laughs> oh, no, I have no idea. Sheba's the new doggy coin, man. Look into it. Yeah. I'm looking <laughs> it was hard. hot and heavy this week, yep. by the way. And this has been your <laughs> cryptocurrency minute brought to you by nobody. But we're nobody, all good. but nobody. Hey, bring it on. Blockchain or one of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Coinbase. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, by the way, a word or two about PETA when we come back. I didn't even know we had, had lost all those games at home, to tell you the truth. You know, and uh, I'm used to winning at home. And, uh, you know, we won at home all year. And so, you know, when you lose a, a few games, you just figure, hey, man, it's time for us to win. And uh, like I said last night, these guys don't worry. They, they, they didn't, you know, they weren't worried about last night. I mean, some people in this room thought the series is over already after one game, you know, but it's a seven-game series. I have no idea who that was from the World Series. Really? Was that Dusty? You better believe it. I was, you know, in my mind, I was thinking uh, the home game stuff. I was thinking like Seattle for a second with the Jags, you know, because they're 0 3 at home. So I thought maybe there was something going on there. But uh, then obviously at the end, I clicked into baseball. So there you go, Dusty Baker. Uh, by the way, uh, Austin Lane, I just want to break this news to you. Um, I think you know this, but. Your wife, your mom, and me are meta friends. 
You're you're lucky that I went on Twitter and checked what's trending today, because if I didn't see what was trending and know that uh, Meta is now Facebook, um, we would have had some serious issues. But I know, I get where you're going with it, and I think it's a dumb move by Facebook. Well, what the heck is this? I mean, is this just a rebrand? Well, I think there's a story. I haven't read much on it. Is it the rebrand of, of Facebook? because they've had all the issues? Is it a rebrand because they're trying to capture a younger generation and they now know basically, you know, anybody my age and older are, are the ones that you <laughs> use, like Facebook, yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially? Um, but you're not getting, like, the kids to, to jump on Facebook? Is that what it is? I mean, what, what's be, what have you seen behind this name change? And I'm not so, sure I like it. Yeah, it's my understanding that in terms of social media, Facebook's going to stay the same. In terms of the corporate name, it's going to be Meta now. So like, oh, I think like okay. on the stock market and everything, it's Meta. But like you know, when you log into your app, it's still going to be Facebook. I think. Okay. But also, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I I, I, I have so no idea it. what's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, people are up in arms because they're changing the name of Facebook. Oh. Supposedly. But at okay. the same time, I mean. But they're not actually changing the name of Facebook. N so on the stock market, yes. On your app, no. Okay. By my understanding. Um, speaking of four-letter <laughs> words, how about from Meta to PETA? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see all this stuff today? Yep. Hit us with it, Brent. <laughs> so, Scobie's the one that got me onto it because I was watching him go back and forth. It was kind of funny. But TMZ first came out with it and said PETA is urging the MLB to stop using the term bullpen to describe the place where pitchers warm up. Mm -hmm. Scobie then said, imagine the meetings that take place at PETA that come up with these ideas. The bad ideas have to be amazing. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> Cannot well, imagine. PETA responded to him. Oh, did they really? I'm pretty sure they did. Is this real PETA? Is this? Hold on. Let me just double check. Yeah, one million followers. You would think so, right? Nice. Um, said, thanks for appreciating our ideas. The Arm Barn is a fun new name, and it strikes out the reference to balls, uh, balls, bulls awaiting slaughter. Yeah, balls awaiting slaughter would be something. As a uh, says, as a what person with arms, I am offended. Yeah. So, to to set the point here with PETA, <laughs> they refer to that bullpen. Bullpen refers to an area of the bulls pen where bulls are held to get slaughtered. It's a word with a specious roots, and we can do better than that. Switching to arm barn would be a home run. This is them, not me talking. Switching to arm barn would be a home run for baseball fans, players, and animals. Now, a little aggressive on PETA because PETA can be aggressive. I, I'm not going to hate on PETA because, you know, I, there's other energy to direct. But me and Casey agree on this. We aren't mad at arm barn. Not arm at all. Barn isn't, arm barn isn't bad. Now, if you're from Rhode Island... Arm barn can be I'm very bon. hard to say. The arm barn. That's an arm barn. Arm barn. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean here, here's the thing, and this is a, this is a great teaching lesson. Like, if you have a problem with something and you're going to complain about it, you better have a better solution. Well, that's a good point. Well, too. I say that I'm, a lot. I like that. Peter might have a better solution. Mark, mark me down for arm barn. I'm just going to call it that. For I'm now also on. in an arm barn. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with like pigskin? That's a good point. Well, we got to come up. I mean, let's let's change them on arm it. barn first. Yeah, so they, I mean, what, one thing at a time here. I yeah. mean, can you imagine Bob Uecker and the Brewers go to oh, the arm yeah. barn? I mean, come a, on. Can you make a call to the arm barn? Yeah. I think I mean, it works. It, I do, too. It kind, of, it kind of feels like we're going shopping at the town center. <laughs> the arm barn? 
Okay. What do they sell? Just what out of curiosity. Watches? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Watches. Okay. Actually, how about this? That's that's a good name for a tattoo parlor. The Arm Barn. That's Not better. Bad. Not yeah. bad. That would be pretty good, right? Not bad. All right, we got football at five coming up. We'll be back. We're going to make our Thursday night picks. Go high school football later. We're live at Spring Sports Brewery. And uh, we kind of like the Arm Barn. PETA. We'll be back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.